Of course, one of the major news items of the day has been the reporting on the decision by Cricket South Africa's board that, in fact, for the rest of the tournament, the team, the Proteas, are expected at the World Cup um, to take the knee as a symbolic stance against racism, which many cricketing teams and sporting codes have been doing around the globe. But Quinton de Kock, one of the most senior and important members of the squad, decided that that was not for him, even if it meant foregoing an opportunity to play for South Africa in round two against the West Indies. Well, joining me is Lawson Naidu, who is the chair, uh, to help us understand the decision and also where to from here. You're listening to Eusebius on Times Live. That's this latest podcast on Times Live. And it's me, Eusebius McKaiser, exploring the major issues of the week. That means you're going to hear a lot of law, politics and ethics, how they intersect and how important these stories are in the life of all South Africans. When people saw their children must know these are sellouts. They put saliva on the paper. Mr. Julius Malema whispered and said, sing it, sing it. And then they shared that zone. No, I'm not going to apologize. Can I have my iPad, please? So they stole it. Awesome, you've had a busy day. Um, thank you so much for making time for us here on Eusebius on Times Live. Uh, thanks, Eusebius. Good to be with you again. The facts matter. So let's start Mm -hmm. there and leave the debates aside for the moment. How did the board go about making this decision? Look, um, you know, this is an issue that's been bubbling away within cricket South Africa for for some time now. Uh, I think, you know, if we go back uh, to the first sort of uh, uh, cricket that was played in the the COVID era (coughs) was the uh, 3TC tournament held in July last year on on Madiba's birthday. Mm. And at that event, all the participants in that event, I think there were four teams involved, and all of the participants took the knee on that occasion. So, uh, you know, it it demonstrated a clear commitment in the the fight against racism globally. Uh, And it's a commitment that we expect uh, South Africans to be leading the world globally on, given our particular history, and uh, the particular circumstances that uh, uh, that have prevailed in South Africa. So it's a position where South Africa should be uh, a world leader and not a follower. And what we saw in the last couple of days, uh, particularly after the first game in this World Cup, where, where we saw players uh, uh, taking three uh, different kinds of gestures, some players taking the knee, the other standing with the fists raised, and the others uh, merely just standing up. And that that... You know, that visual image demonstrates that a team that is disjointed, uh, disorganized, and, and not at one. And, you know, from any a team sporting perspective, you need all your players to be pulling in the same direction, as we saw them do on the field of play today, and as they did on the field of play on Saturday, despite having lost that game to Australia. So the, the issue is not about the questioning the commitment of any of the players towards combating racism, but it's about the conduct that they display and the messages that that sends out to the South African public and to the broader global community, particularly in the middle 
of a, uh, a World Cup event. Before taking the decision that the, re- the team for the rest of the tournament must take the knee, did you consult with the team? Uh, we didn't consult with the team. Uh, there were reports uh, that uh, you know the team had continued to, uh, discussing this matter and were unable to to arrive at a, a consensus position that they could all uh, agree to. And uh, uh, the issue uh, was raised by uh, uh, some directors on the board. And what I did then, uh, having just arrived back from the UAE yesterday, was to consult uh, urgently with all of the directors. I spoke to each of the directors of the board uh, uh, at some length last night to discuss the issue of what uh, they felt was an appropriate response. And it was unanimously agreed that this was a moment that, given that the team were unable to resolve the issue internally, that this was a moment for the, the board to intervene and to issue the directive that was ultimately agreed upon and which was communicated to the uh, to the senior management uh, early this morning. Given the deep significance of symbolism of this kind, given also that we are speaking about professional athletes that have autonomy with your constitutional values, do you think it is lawful and do you think it is ethically acceptable to not have consulted the team? Well, look, <clears throat> there have been ongoing discussions around this for, for some time, so it's not as if this is something that has come out of the blue. Uh, there have been discussions, there have been culture camps, there have been uh, a range of other uh, discussion forums within the team environment where this issue has been discussed. And as I say, the team has been unable to resolve the, the matter internally within, within their discussions. And I think, you know, uh, uh, you know, we need to resist the temptation of overcomplicating what is a very simple issue of taking a stand against racism and asking people to, to, uh, to replicate what, what is happening in other sports codes, uh, in other parts of the world, and a position that has been adopted by several other teams that are participating in this very same tournament. So but if I can push I you on the facts. The, uh, the, yeah, okay, sorry. Uh, let's just complete that a direct answer to, to the question. Do you think that it is constitutionally permissible to have professional sports men being compelled to take the knee, even if them not doing so might have consequences, for example, in terms of match fee? Well, you know, I, th- I, th- uh, I certainly think it's justified in the circumstances. I think they are employees of Cricket South Africa. We set the terms and conditions of their employment. And I think it's also important that, you know, we cannot uh, uh, hold back on decisions like this uh, because certain people or certain players might, might feel uncomfortable with it. Nobody is bigger than this game of cricket, as we've learned over centuries, uh, and in any sport, in, in fact. So uh, the, the board has taken the decision for a very principled reason, which I believe is the correct one. And I think the majority of South Africans would agree with that. I'll come back to that letter claim in a second, but I'm very interested in your saying that the team has wrestled and has not been able to arrive at a collective decision. And I've got in front of me the statement from November 2020, when this debate had already been raging inside the camp, And as you know, there was already back then facilitated discussion with the team. And a team statement that was approved by Cricket South Africa had been released for why in the series with England that in fact the team was not going to take the knee. And I can read the whole statement, but I won't in the interest of time. But here's a typical example of what it said in terms of its logic. Quote, as a team, we have unanimously chosen not 
to take the knee at the upcoming matches, but to continue to work together in our personal team and public spaces to dismantle racism. This decision was taken by the team collectively after deep dialogue and attentive consideration. This is not a decision compelled on us by either our management or our coaches. Let us be clear, our team decision on not taking the knee does not indicate that we do not care about racism, racial equality or justice. Now more than ever, we are committed to this work. Now that statement to me sounds like the statement that a team has released that gives us a sense of what the outcome was of possibly a really difficult set of conversations internally where different views had to be accommodated. The decision taken and expressed last night or this morning from the board is a mile apart from that statement from November 2020. It is indeed, but uh, you know things haven't stood still in that time, Eusebius. There have been ongoing discussions. Uh, you know, the composition of the team has changed. The leadership of the team has changed. Uh, and uh, these are ongoing discussions. And, you know, that was a, a position that the team held ahead of the uh, uh, tour by England uh, late last year. Uh, and these discussions have continued and, and the players are continuing those discussions in an effort to find each other. And the fact that they were unable to do so and the visual images that emerged from the weekend's game against Australia demonstrated, as I said once again, uh, you know, uh, uh, a team that that is, is not at idem on this. And, you know, those were unintended consequences because there is no suggestion whatsoever that any of the players is not committed to the fight against racism, but it's how they demonstrate that that is important. Particularly, in the, you know, this is the second most watched sport in the world. Cricket is an important sport. It's important for South Africa. South Africa has a high status in international cricket. And our, our players, as, as leaders in that field, need to take the responsibility and, and, and see their bigger responsibility towards society as a whole and towards their teammates as well. And to and and to and to find and to be able to find each other, and even when uh, they may not necessarily be uh, uh, fully committed to a decision, but to, to do it in the interest of the team—that's what team spirit and teamwork is all about. I think you're going to be surprised by the public sentiment. It is not obvious that the majority of South Africans are going to agree with you. Early sentiment, and Twitter is not the country, but early sentiment has been quite interesting in the last few hours, as you might have gleaned. Many people who, for example, flame-grilled Nando's a few days ago, don't necessarily agree with you on this one. And the sentiment from some very senior black journalists, for example, uh, Sabelo Skiti is one of them, Reedy Klabi, is that you can be criticised as well as... Quinton de Kock for not taking the knee and that the choice is not between supporting the board or supporting Quinny, that in fact there's criticism to be dished out to both sets of parties. In his case, for a weird apparent dislike of an anti-racism agenda, which is just puzzling, but here's why you will not be necessarily free of criticism and I want you to react to this criticism that has already been raised. And I'll add my own devil's advocate texture to it. That the most value-laden way of demonstrating the power of a symbol is to make sure that when you express that symbol, when you perform that symbol, that you do so authentically. And to make it compulsory 
is to rob it of authenticity. What say you? Okay, uh, no, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm glad you uh, separated the, the Quentin de Kock issue because, as I said, you know, uh, that's an issue that we'll deal with on another occasion. I think that the important thing here is that they, they, there's a clear commitment from the team, from the, all of the discussions that they had, is their their uh, their commitment to, to combating racism and to be and to and to doing what they can within the team environment to do that, and as sportsmen who represent this country. I think the issue of, of issuing a directive or an instruction to the team was a, a deeply considered one uh, by, by the board, uh, recognizing that as custodians of the game, as uh, uh, charged with the responsibility, uh, with that responsibility, the board had the duty to ensure that the team uh, uh, conducts itself on, an, on the international stage in particular in a manner that reflects the values and principles of Cricket South Africa uh, values and principles that are enunciated in our constitution and reflect the pain of our particular past. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. My question is far narrower and maybe I'm being too grand in how I'm framing it. All I'm saying is, wouldn't you agree with me that in order for the symbolism of taking the need to have full value or any value, not even full value, even minimum value, that it must be done voluntarily, that voluntarism is a precondition for it to be meaningful at all? Well, I think voluntarism would, would have been the ideal situation, Eusebius, absolutely. And that's why we allowed the players the time and the space to try and come to that conclusion uh, themselves. They were unable to do so. And therefore, it was, it, it was necessary for the board to make this intervention. It's not an ideal situation. I, I, I would uh, uh, you know, uh, easily agree with you on that. But it's a, it, it was a tough decision that needed to be taken. And one that the board, as I say, unanimously... So, so speak to me about the symbolism. Forget about the law around it, right? I want you to speak about symbolism because I know that you operate at the intersection of law and ethics. What do you think the value of taking the knee is if I am a racist in my heart? Well, uh, you, know, I, I, you, know, uh, uh, you know, that's not an issue that we're, we're currently grappling with because I don't think we're dealing with any racists in our midst at, at this point in time. So it's simply about the symbolism, which I agree with you. The symbolism is much stronger if it's, you know, if it is done voluntarily. But we're in a, a situation where vis visual images carry a lot of weight globally on social media and the like. And the visual images that we saw on Saturday reverberated around in South Africa as well. Uh, came in for, uh, you know, significant criticism because it portrayed a team that was not uh, uh, united as one, that came across as being disjointed and disorganized. Uh, as as not really on 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 the same level as each other, and that's something that we felt needed to be corrected, and that's why the no, but that, that hasn't changed because your supporters, all of us as fans of the team, can also think for ourselves now that we know that the team is collectively taking the knee because it's compulsory to do so, there's no beautiful reverberation of one nation commitment to anti-racism when the proteas are taking the knee compared to a country where they all do so collectively, voluntarily, if it is compulsory, then obviously I'm going to have some doubt about whether I can have tears falling down my cheeks, watching the protest taking the knee, if I can't know that they were doing so without fear of consequence. Well, you know, I think that's... I mean, you agree with me, right? Well, I think there's certainly some people that would 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 adopt that standpoint. You say because absolutely, I, you know, uh, and 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 I have a certain level of cynicism 
about this gesture going forward, knowing the context of it. And that's why it was important for us to make it absolutely clear that for the board to stand up and say that we have issued this directive and, and, uh, and, and to say that we expect the players to abide by it, which they have done. And I think the, the longer term and the other side of this is that the, the image it represents across the world is one that, uh, that will hopefully grow within the team environment and allow that, that real culture and that real commitment to it to develop on the understanding that this is the right thing to do. Third last question. Do you honestly think that there's no difference materially from a psychopolitical viewpoint between image one, where everyone takes the knee from a country and it was completely voluntary, and image two, where everyone takes the knee but a policy decision was taken by the board. Are you generally telling me, Eusebius, that the instrumental impact is identical? No, no, no. I'm not saying that at all, Eusebius. I, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you that it's not as, uh, as, as, as profound a statement uh, as it would have been had it been taken voluntarily. What I am saying is that hopefully in time, this will be another pro, uh, step in that journey of, of that common understanding. And in time, it will, be, it will come to represent exactly that. But there needed to be an intervention that was taken in order to get us beyond this point of an impasse, if you like, where mm -hmm. the team appeared to be stuck. Second last question, Lawson. I agree with you about the importance of symbolism. I'm pushing you here for obvious accountability reasons. But when all is said and done, we need to transform all of our sporting codes. And we need to make sure that every South African can genuinely feel this is a South African team based on the values that represent our best selves constitutionally. But that will be both about symbols and also about changing the material conditions of our country, ultimately. And that's part of the reason why I no doubt you've taken on this difficult task of being the chair. What else have you actually done thus far and what's in the pipeline to make sure that we address the systemic issues? Because very often the aesthetic and symbolic issues are really not the true problem that we need to grapple with. They're questions of resources, exclusion, et cetera, et cetera, which if we could solve for those, a lot of, a lot of the other things that appear to be symbolic would probably fall in place. I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, you know, and uh, acknowledging that this board has been in place for just uh, four months now, we've obviously mm. uh, uh, have a lot on our agenda. But the issue of, uh, uh, of, of dealing with the underlying conditions that prevent uh, all South Africans to be able to enjoy access to the game of cricket is something that is high on our agenda. So, uh, you know, creating those opportunities at a school, community and grassroots level is something that the board is focused upon. It's a clear part of a part of a, a new five-year strategy that we're uh, in the process of developing, which will be based on three pillars of access, inclusivity and excellence in order to ensure that all South Africans have the opportunity to play this game and that South Africa can, can compete at the highest level by drawing on the talent pool from across the length and breadth of our country. I'm going to cheat and combine two questions in one and take my liberties with our relationship. Final question with two parts. Is Quentin de Kock deeply committed to an anti-racist agenda? And what happens to the guy now? Well, uh, I, I, I certainly believe that uh, Quinny is, is committed to an anti-racist uh, agenda. The depth of his conviction is something you'll have to ask him about. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, certainly from, uh, from the team environment, I don't, as I say, I don't think this is about anybody not uh, wanting to contribute to, towards the fight against racism. 
the the consequences for Quinny will have to see when we get a report from team management around the circumstances and discussions that he will have had, and then we'll take it from there. Okay, so as yet, you don't know what his actual stated reasons were? No. Lawson, I do. Love the work you do in the country, both in law and in sport. Thank you so much for coming on the platform. Cheers, Lee Sabres. Thanks so much.